Welcome to All Things Sleep and Parenting. I'm Pam. And I'm Elisa, and we are the founders of Restful Parenting. And I'm Heidi, the owner of Blossom Early Learning. Join us to chat all things sleep, parenting, development, and everything in between. Be sure to hit subscribe and share with your friends and family. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. We're so excited to be sitting down again. Uh, Today's episode is going to be a little bit different because um, we're actually trying to do this with Elisa over the phone. So Heidi and I are together and um, Elisa is on the phone. So hopefully it sounds awesome for you guys. Um, If not, bear with us. The information is still going to be great. Um, (laughs) But welcome back. Thank you uh, for joining us. We are here. uh, I'm Pam. I'm Heidi. And Elisa. So today's topic, we're coming in with a really quick tip. And this one is one that I really like because I feel like this shocks a lot of people that um, I still lay with my kids before bed. What? I, that's pretty much <laughs> the conversation, how that goes typically. I thought you were a sleep consultant. So yeah, as a sleep <laughs> consultant, um, I do lay with my kids before bed. My And I've always had that cuddle and snuggle time as part of our bedtime routine. It's a really important piece in our family. And I think the the big thing, though, is that I will lay with my children before they go to sleep, but they still put themselves to sleep on their own. So I'm in there as part of the bedtime routine, having that little snuggle um, as part of that routine, but then I'm leaving and they're able to take those few minutes, decompress, and then fall asleep on their own. So. Yeah. That's the biggest piece in all of this, I think. Yeah, yeah, the fact that they still fall asleep on their own. Now, I did get into a little trouble with Alexa at one point because I was heavily pregnant with AJ, and it was a very easy, <laughs> let me just take a nice little 6.15 nap for a few minutes while I'm laying with you. Um, but then she would end up kicking me out before she fell asleep, so that worked out well. But So just as an example, so my guys are um, 6 and a half and 8 and 10 and 14. Obviously, Ireland doesn't let me snuggle in bed with her. Ah, come on. I try. I do. I climb it. Well, so here's the thing that's (laughs) kind of changed a little bit with the girls is I I tend to climb into bed with them in the morning Mm. to wake them up because the boys are always up nice and bright and early. The girls take a few extra minutes. So I tend to climb into bed with them then to like, okay, it's time to wake up. And I have like that little snuggle. It's a little bit different because they're not kind of up and talking, but it's still a little bit of that connection time. But What I would do is, so typically when we put our boys to bed, um, Rich and I are usually together, but if we're not, or if we are, one of us lays with Oscar, the other one lays with AJ, we get a couple of minutes, and then we swap out, and then we alternate typically who um, hangs out with Alexa, or if the three of us are going to play a game or whatever, Alexa and or Ireland. Mm -hmm. She doesn't really like to hang out with us very much anymore, but... She used to. Um, So, yeah, so, like, we have it part of that routine. I snuggle in bed with them. And this is, and, Lisa, maybe you want to chat a little bit more about this, but the importance of what that 10, 5, 10 minutes of snuggling does um, for our little ones and what that offers our little ones. Yeah, so I think that a lot of times we perceive, when we say goodnight to them and we leave the room and they start talking to us about everything under the sun, we perceive that as they're just trying to stall bedtime. And yes, absolutely. Sometimes they are trying to stall bedtime if they're asking for a glass of water, if they're asking for the third hug or the fifth <laughs> kiss or something, then that would be more of the stalling. I forgot but to give you if... a kiss on your left cheek. <laughs> yes, exactly. But if they're just talking to us about their day at that point, then 
what, what they're doing is they're processing their day. So just like us, when we lie down at the end of the day and we try to go to sleep and we've got a million things going through our minds, that is what they are doing as well at the end of the day. So I, I had stopped doing it with my daughter for a little while. She's eight now. And I did one day, she was, she was having a bit of some challenges and some behavior issues. And she was just very, very sensitive at this time. Um, she is a sensitive child, but she was getting more sensitive. And so I thought, you know what, I'm going to do that. I'm going to lay with her because I haven't really been spending that much time with her. So I did that. I gave her her 10 minutes of talk time and the things that she told me, I was just like, wow. Okay. So this is why we do this because when she gets home from school and you know, she's, I'm trying to ask her in different ways about how her day went. She's not always receptive to talking to me about that. And oftentimes I just get very small answers. Whereas before bed, when she's processing her day, that's when they actually want to tell us things that have happened. So I heard all about little things that have happened in her day that were bothering her. And so I was able to then take that and help her through that, you know, maybe not at that very moment, but now I know what's bugging her. I know what the root cause of this is. So now I can take that and help her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so powerful that those 10, 15 minutes and for some children, especially little ones that are in care full time or they're in school full time, that 10, 15 minutes is the only time that I get mom or dad's attention to myself. There's no other yeah. children around. You don't have the phone in your hand. You're not trying to make dinner. Like this is my time to just be one-on-one with you. And sometimes we go through the days and we're like, oh, I spent time with my child. Like we did this and we did this and we went to the grocery store and I they helped me make dinner and all that stuff, and which is fantastic. But that opportunity for them to be able to um, have that 10, 15 minutes of undivided attention is huge. It's huge for behavior. It's huge for the connection between the two of you. Um, I even have it. So my boys are very, very snuggly, cuddly boys. Um, and I have it where there are nights where Oscar, so we will, we go into kind of our, our bed, the family bed. Well, the bed, um, we read our stories there cause there's usually like three or four or five of us reading stories and that's much more comfortable in a king size versus a single. Uh, so we all read stories in there and there's often times where Oscar's like, okay, so like read my story first and then when you guys, when dad reads AJ's story, can we go and have a snuggle and an extra few minutes of snuggle? So he'll actually like have his one story and then not listen to the other one just so we can have those extra minutes to snuggle him and I, um, which is super cute. But um Yeah, it's just such an important piece that is important for us, but it's really, really important for them. Now, of course, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, when when you're starting sleep coaching, so even with your baby, when you're starting sleep coaching, when I did sleep coaching with my son, one of the things that I was a little apprehensive about was the fact that, okay, now I'm not, I'm going to miss these snuggles. Right? Yes. And that's so something we hear a lot from our families. If I teach yes. sleep, does that mean that I'm going to lose out on this extra snuggle time and the bonding time and not being able to cuddle them in the rocking chair before bed? Yeah. And so, no, you don't have to lose out on that. You can so incorporate true. that into your day and into your routine so that you're having that few minutes of relaxing with them, cuddling with them, and then you're putting them into bed awake. So that's the main difference is that 
you're still getting that cuddle time. And for some babies at first, they might not necessarily want to really cuddle with you the same way that they would have before. But after a little while, as it becomes more a part of their routine and they learn what the new expectations are, then it becomes that cuddle time, whether they're fully snuggled into you or they're just kind of sitting with you and being there together, just the two of you as you're snuggling before bed. Mm -hmm. It's still very beneficial and it can help so much with our feelings as well as that connection time before we're asking them to go into their bed and, and learn how to fall asleep on their own. So is this the same that you do for all ages, like babies, toddlers, preschoolers, or is it a little bit different maybe for babies? So for our little ones who are learning how to fall asleep and our little, little guys, we usually say about five-ish minutes. We don't want to go too long so that they get into, especially for like rocking them. We don't want it to turn into a, I'm super drowsy or I'm falling asleep. We want to kind of keep it a little bit shorter until we know that they can stay awake, you know, for that full seven, eight minutes type thing before falling asleep. But with our older guys, play it by ear, five, 10 minutes, um, 15 minutes, 15 minutes is great. It might be a little bit long, but try 10 minutes and kind of play it, play it by ear. If you have a talkative one and you want to do 15, then go for it. Um, but with our little guys, five-ish minutes is pretty good and then kind of build on it as they grow. They're not really talking anyways. It's more just the snuggling. Yeah, and, and you're, yeah, you're snuggling. and you're touching, bonding kind of time. Exactly, exactly it. Um, now, of course, with all of this, there's going to be some limits that we're going to have to set because they are going to, especially our older ones. I, I just, I have, I have 10 more things to tell you. I have seven more things to tell you, right? So um, I have a talker. I have a couple of them that I could talk for an hour and a half straight without even taking really a breath. Um, so, so I would, uh, have warnings. So we'd have a timer for 10 minutes and then I'd say, okay, we have a couple more minutes left. So like get those important stories out. And sometimes it was, it was little things, you know, I was walking upstairs and my sock felt twisted. So I sat down and I untwisted it. Like sometimes it's little things like that. Like literally I'm just trying to find anything to talk to you about. Um, but I keep repeating the same thing over. So I went upstairs and I was upstairs. Okay. So upstairs you're like, "Uh (laughs) yeah. Yeah. So having a timer, giving them that warning. Okay. We have time for one more story or two more stories stories and in the beginning your little one may not talk you may be doing the one more of the talking of like you know where did you guys go today and did you guys play outside and that kind of stuff but as they get a little bit older trying to add trying to ask them those open-ended questions yes Mm -hmm. yeah um and and just kind of being right being together even if it's no you're not talking if you're just laying together that too right you're snuggling you're rubbing their back Whatever it is, it's just that time spent together. Um, and and I benefit from it, like we've said. My kids my kids adore it. Like, it's definitely still part of their bedtime routine. And like I said, there's six and eight. And then Alexa, not as much. She's more of the morning, like I said. Um, but it, it's a nice way to end my day. Um, and my husband loves it because he still actually does fall asleep. And he literally <laughs> sometimes just plays musical beds at like that 6.30, 7 o'clock. He'll fall asleep with Oscar for 10 minutes. He'll fall asleep with AJ for 10 minutes. He'll fall asleep with Alexa for 10 minutes. He usually stays awake for the first like five or so minutes of listening to them. And then he's, um, and then he's asleep. But that works for us. Um, and what I love too is just seeing how their conversations evolve as they get oh. older. So 
with my son in the beginning when he was just a young toddler and I was trying to expand on his language development and everything. I was sitting there and I would ask him all those questions of what he did today. Did you, you know, just asking him things and he would answer me and it was so fun. Um, and then he would say little things on his own here and there. He would contribute. And now at age four, his conversation of top, his topic of conversation when we're doing our talk time is dinosaurs. He likes to talk about <laughs> dinosaurs and he'll just talk, talk about all that stuff or ask me about planets and stuff like that. Yeah. Whereas my daughter is talking more about her day and what happened in her day and what we're going to do for her birthday party that's coming up in eight more months, eight more months. <laughs> right and so just the conversations are so fun and um a really cute tip I would say is every once in a while take out your phone and hit record without them knowing and just get little voice memos of their um kind of chatting a their voices change so much from like that three four five year old to like the nine ten eleven year old type thing um but it's just such a cute reminder to like what they were chit-chatting about and what was really important from their day and it's just such a cute little thing that you can look back on in years and and remember how sweet their little voices were mm-hmm. as they're yelling at you because they're teenagers now <laughs> you can go back to their cute little voice from when they were four <laughs> Um, why that's, I guess that's it for this episode. Um, uh, thank you so much for joining us. I love that you guys were able to listen and hear how, uh, how even as sleep consultants, we value the importance of taking those 10, 15 minutes and connecting with our little ones before bed and having that snuggle with them. Uh, we do, if you go back into our routines episode, we chat a lot about the bedtime stalling with uh, that snuggle time. So definitely go back. If you have a little one who's starting to bedtime stall, go back to that episode. Have a really good listen to it. um, And start incorporating some of that snuggle time for your little one and see if that makes a difference. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for joining us on today's episode. We so appreciate that you've taken that time to come and hang out with us and listen to what we have to say. If you are struggling with sleep or parenting, please know that we have loads of free information on the website um, as well as on the YouTube channel. But if after you've read through everything and you've watched those videos, if you're still struggling, know that you're not alone and that we would love to help. So be sure to check out the website, www.restfulparenting.com. You'll find the link to book your free 15-minute call right there. And if you have any comments or anything you'd like to share with us, please leave them below in the comments. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks.